Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. Yeah, we can get started. Uh, so my name is Ray Welker. I'm a cloud solutions engineer here at Right Brain Networks. Um, have experience in a handful of um, logging platforms and solutions that we've used across uh, many of projects here. Um, but you know, before we get started here, um, anybody else who wants to participate on the call, would you like to uh, just give a brief intro? Yeah, uh, my name is Philip Wardinger. I'm also a cloud solutions engineer with Right Brain Networks. Um, some experience based on prior jobs as well as current jobs, just different solutions for different projects. All right, thank you. And I'm Morgan Wardress Carbeth, also a uh, cloud solutions engineer here at Right Brain Networks. Um, Great. Um, yeah, so uh, today's topic is about centralized logging. Um, and I think in addition to that, you know, monitoring as well is kind of coupled um, with that topic. Uh, but yeah, this is what we will be covering here today on the uh, Great Lakes uh, Tech Talks. So uh, without you know further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, primarily, we, you know, we're focusing, I think, on third-party solutions, but I think third-party can be kind of um, a general term overall. Um, I think of, you know, AWS kind of as a third party itself. Um, that that does allow for you to kind of roll your own solution and however you see fit. Uh, they have some native services uh, such as CloudWatch um, and CloudTrail and um, more so even uh, TimeStream uh, can be used as kind of a, uh, uh, a method for logging nowadays in addition to, um, you know, the OpenSearch and Elasticsearch uh, components as well, and Grafana for visualizations. Um, but that all kind of ties together, um, I think, in order to provide uh, some sort of, you know, solution. Um, really, I mean, what, what are we trying to do with logs, right? You know, we're, we're, we're trying to kind of capture um, event-driven data via, you know, various warning levels. Um, you know, we, we, we generally have needs such as, um, you know, we, we want our logs to be, uh, uh, we want them to be consistent. We want to have, um, you know, availability to write the logs as needed. Um, we want that to be um, added overall. We want high, you know, a high amount of uh, availability and uptime uh, with our solution. And uh, we need backup solutions overall. Uh, um, I think in the event that our primary solution fails. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, either Morgan or Phil, um, uh, what, what has your, your guys' experiences looked like? You know, what, what kind of solutions have you used in the past? Um, is there anything that you prefer, um, like a solution you prefer over one another or, um, anything you kind of want to add to, um, just that, just that little tidbit there? And I can start. I mean, I've 
uh, just to kind of kick it off a little bit, I've um, the coolest one I feel like we've used recently was um, on a uh, client that had medical data. Um, they needed a uh, logging platform as well as the visualization bit. Um, so I, I know one of my coworkers, uh, Jason Brown, and I had uh, written a time stream logger, which was uh, effectively a Lambda layer at first, which then um, we kind of spun off into um, a package that we can uh, that we could include uh, for uh, you know code writing the service and ECS. Um, I thought that was a really great way of uh, kind of catching application level logs um, as you know it, 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 in their need they had you know uh, medical messages being sent um, pretty uh, uh, and, and quite a high uh, volume I would say so we needed a way to capture that data, um, write it to time stream. Um, and from there, we were able to incorporate Grafana as kind of a visualization layer in order to kind of do a proof of concept that we could build out tables as well as uh, graphs that, you know, showed various levels of messages and whether or not uh, we were seeing failures or successes in the environment. And I thought that was a really cool, um, just kind of, you know, proof of concept that we, we had uh, developed for them at the time. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any any cool stories you want to share? Um, I, go ahead, Morgan. You can go. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I've become more of a fan of uh, CloudWatch and some of the abilities that are available within that. For a long time, when using logs, it would I basically would just have things shipped to a syslog and then use kind of grepping abilities to search through for what I needed. But with CloudWatch, the ability to set up the uh, uh, alert, or alar alarms and alerts, I swear I can speak, to keep an eye on things in real time and also be able to visualize using the custom metrics they have available has made it a lot simpler to track down certain issues or keep an eye on things that we may not want to regularly be manually checking for. Um, I've also had some experience working with Grafana and I think that helps a lot with visualizing in like non-AWS uh, environments and services, being able to see in real time all of the um, information going through parsed in a more usable format than you may get just from raw logs themselves. I, I definitely agree with the CloudWatch alarms component on that. Like those are just, I think, instrumental in, um, you know, kind of kind of filtering out data and being notified if you know anything in the um, in environment is occurring. Like you can you could you could keep it as basic of you know if there are error logs uh, present, notify on that. Um, you know if there's you know specific. Uh, thresholds that uh, maybe we were logging, we want to to alert on, um, such as if like there's like degraded degraded performance or something like that. Um, even with the CloudWatch metrics, um, you know that's something we want to be aware of um, and notified on. So um, I've seen cool things with like people uh, incorporating that into even like PagerDuty or um, you know Slack, for example, or Teams. Uh, just like having channels set up for notifications uh, in the event that a CloudWatch alarm is triggered. Um, I know there's a lot of a lot of really interesting things you can do with that and a lot of integrations. And um, 
yeah, I, I, I'd say CloudWatch in general is uh, a great solution for the majority of use cases. Um, that's that's my general understanding as well. And I agree. The integration with other services was relatively easy to put together. I mm -hmm. I set up a uh, Teams and uh, Slack notification for, based on CloudWatch earlier this year, and it was much simpler to do than I feared it would be going into the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I know I was recently working on um, an app application for a client as well, and I thought it um, just just making use of the AWS SDK uh, itself within your application is a possibility. So as long as the you know the task role that in the event that you know you're running on ECS in a container, um, say like your task role has permissions to interact with CloudWatch. Um, if if you give it the uh, the permission, you can have your application itself create like a log stream. Um, so in that in that use case, uh, they had a variety of sites within their application, um, and each site had its own CloudWatch log stream that um, you know was able to uh, cater to just that that site's logs. And I thought that was kind of a, a really neat use case overall, um, kind of adapting uh, the application itself to to use the um, AWS SDK was just natural rather than having something, you know, logged to standard out or logged to a file itself and then having uh, something like uh, syslog or rsyslog pick it up and um, an agent write it to CloudWatch. Um, there's a lot of cool things you can, you can certainly do with that service. I would agree that uh, one of my favorite things is just how usable it is across the platform. Um, anything can hook into it. You can hook back into it, send alerts, alarms, um, as you mentioned, Slack, Teams, uh, mm -hmm. different options. It's great. Um, prior experiences, one of the other things I would like um, with another platform is uh, Splunk. In one of our prior jobs, we had some Carrero devices that monitored, you know, network traffic, looking for malicious things, filter out like that. Mm -hmm. And it was nice having all of these options um, searchable within a single application that was also able to visualize and graph the data. Mm -hmm. um, and Morgan can probably add a bit to this because he's also worked with um, those Splunk services at a prior job that we had. Yeah, um, the granularity of searching available through uh, Splunk was really nice. It was a little difficult to get the syntax and work out exactly how to write the queries initially, but once once that was kind of figured out, you could get a lot of very specific data without too much trouble. Yep, and I would argue it had more usability than like simple, well, I say simple, but grep regexing like a scribe server or something like that. Okay. Um, 100%. It, it it was convenient if you had to search for an issue across, in this case, um, the network with what we were doing, it was a lot easier to query all the devices at once and filter down than to grep, write your regex, rewrite your regex, rewrite it again. And just the convenience to also be able to be like, print this visualization as a PDF and share it around was really convenient. Yeah, I've only, I've had a little bit of experience with Splunk. Mainly, I um, I was on the free version, and I just had a couple servers and services writing to Splunk, um, so I didn't get to really 
fully utilize the filtering and routing of data within the, the Splunk data stream processor. Um, but from what I did see of the service itself, it, it has been, you know, it is great. And I know it's very powerful. Um, I noticed my understanding with that is that it is oftentimes maybe one of the more expensive op options as well, but it's also one of the most powerful um, logging, logging and monitoring uh, solutions that are available. Yeah, I, I believe I've seen the bill once uh, in my prior time with that company and it, it, it was fairly expensive. Right. But it was nice because it had, you know, just a few seconds of delay for processing the messages as it received them. It handled network-wide sampling um, at a very efficient rate. It managed our backups. It managed updates for the service. It, it, it took a lot of the overall uh, overhead management that you might have to do yourself with a on-site or custom solution and just streamlined it. Mm-hmm. One of yeah. those situations where it may cost a little bit more, but it does a lot. It saves a lot of work in other places. So kind of balancing out the budgeting of time versus investment in the product. Yep. Definitely. And I, I could say that's true for like even a, say like a self-hosted like elk solution. Um, I mean, once once you start incorporating elk and you have um, Elasticash nodes, um, there there is the... Um, the human element of needing to manage that instance as as you kind of, I mean, and and in past experience as well, there there is potentially going to be issue with sharding. Um, so that may, you know, require somebody full time in order to kind of manage that, um, properly size it, um, configure it, and and monitor how much traffic you're getting. Because um, I know in the event of, um, you know, a, uh, an application sending more logs than it should uh, that can easily cause issues in the environment and and um, days of downtime or well, hours of downtime as well as uh, you know disruptions lack of logs um, so on and so forth uh, so you have the the element there of you know somebody needing to manage and maintain that um, which you know you're, you're maybe you're not considering up front so something that is a fully managed service um, such as uh, Datadog or Splunk, um, so on and so forth. You know that that certainly helps kind of justify those costs as well. And there's there's a lot of different elements you need to um, consider. But but yeah, speaking towards you know like the differences in terms of a um, a third party managed versus a self managed solution. Um, definitely having something. Uh, managed via third party, such as like, you know, even AWS CloudWatch. Um, that's not something that you need to maintain. You just need to strictly write to. Um, I think, you know, th those are, those tend to be um, better solutions overall. And I think guarantee more uptime um, and availability and um, just kind of the, the peace of mind that you ensure your, you know, logs are going to be there in the event of uh, some sort of application uh, failure or something like that. Yep. And I mean, even in that vein, um, they take a lot of the overhead configuration out for you other than like naming your log group and just making sure it has permission to write. Um, in the example, like ECS, all your standard out, as long as it has that permission and just the association of a log group, you're going to get everything you want in CloudWatch. Mm -hmm. out, out, like other than maybe some sort of custom um standard out redirect within your application like say it doesn't go to standard out yep. 
it sets up everything else up for you that you can just start to query. But even for those items, you know, you can configure the CloudWatch agent to monitor for other, you know, um, other paths as well, I think, for the uh, logs that don't go to straight to uh, standard out. Yeah, and that, that's fair. They also give you the client option, which um, I've used with one of our clients here. Mm -hmm. uh, mounting it as like a sidecar container and manually or manually attaching it to logs that then just pipe the cloud watch mm -hmm. it it's great because it, as you mentioned not everything is standard out sometimes it's just a log file and having the availability to redirect that and still view it without having to jump into the container goes a long way in terms of uh timeliness you're not spending time having to authenticate, look through the container, find the log, sort the log. Definitely. Yeah, so I mean, um, in regards to logging as well, like, do you guys see like any best practices? Um, I know something that's brought up quite frequently is like standardizing on one logging solution or not to standardize on one logging solution across an entire organization. Um, I've seen both, and I don't I don't necessarily see pros or cons to standardizing on one solution overall, as long as there's a clear delineation between what solution should be used um, in, in a given scenario. Uh, so perhaps like an infrastructure and ops team may have um, their own elk stack or something like that whereas you know all application logs should be you know maybe maybe sent over to um cloudwatch for example um i don't think there's one there's necessarily a right or wrong answer there as long as there's it's well documented and and uh known i think that's going to come down to um expected use cases um yeah. at our prior job we had i think like three or four different logging solutions just pending what you wanted Mm -hmm. um we had scribe we had gray log we had splunk um we eventually moved removed gray log we eventually removed scribe and replaced it with a different solution um and we just had different products and hardware piping to different services and i believe those choices were effectively always made by the engineering team with what went where but it also then required more knowledge to know how to access all the multiple services, different, um, uh, and I'm forgetting what's called the different, like syntaxing between each service and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, ideally, I think personally, it would be better to have a singular logging solution, maybe broken up into, um, groups with different permission access levels, as opposed to expecting someone to have to know three or four different services what's in those services as well as how to accurately search every service that's a good point yeah that it, it does i mean by having a singular service you know you are kind of just need one skill set across the organization rather than than a multiple of them and uh you know it's i i, I think that's a good idea as well just um having well-defined groups and permissions um across the organization for whatever solution you choose I think that also helps with the management of the services overall as much as it's needed that way you don't have like because in the, uh, the previous job Phil and I had we you would have different teams with different solutions 
which kind of siloed the knowledge of both managing the service and using the service. So when anyone from a different team or sometimes even on the same team, you've got multiple different solutions available that you'd have to either at bug the people who manage or set the whole thing up to try and learn in the process, or you'd have to go digging on your own to figure out how to use each particular one. And if there's an emergency situation where you need to review things, that can cause a great deal of issues because you've got the stress of trying to learn something you haven't used before, along with the stress of trying to fix an issue that's having an impact right in the moment. Now, on the other hand, I guess one of the benefits to using different solutions in different places is it seems like a lot of different logging solutions have particular benefits or things that they're better at than other ones. So depending on the type of data that you're feeding into it or the way that data needs to be used, some solutions are going to be more applicable to different use cases than, than another one may be. So it's kind of a balancing act between how much, uh, how much work do you want to place on the people who are using the services to have to learn how to use them versus the usability for the actual situations that you're implementing them for? Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and like you said, yeah, that, that definitely feels like a balancing act there. Um, there's certainly pros and cons to each. Uh, do, do we want to take maybe uh, a minute to talk about like auditing or maybe some best practices with like how we should send logs? Um, I know I know that like RBN, we've, we've typically been going with a multi-account strategy. Um, and I, I think that kind of caters well to the auditing level. Um, and that's more so by, you know, piping all logs from all accounts, such as like VPC logs, uh, um, cloud trail logs into you know either a cloud um, a cloud trail stream over in uh, an auditing account or just VPC logs in general storing them within a singular account. Um, I do I do think like that approach is a good design overall because in the event that you are audited or you're needing to pass some sort of um, accreditation, um, that very well allows for somebody to get within the account and find everything that's that's necessary. Um, I think that that uh, that solution for like application logs uh, can be a little bit more tricky. But in the event that you have properly defined groups and permissions, um, and you don't have, I guess that would maybe also cater towards you know a single solution overall. It allows for um, an audit. You say in the event of your uh, an audit for that process just to go a little smoother to um for the auditor itself um yeah any thoughts on that i i would second what you said about having everything go to a single auditing account or single location mm -hmm. the the ease that you get out of having to look in just one place for logs or the information that you need far outweighs any of the issues you may run into getting them shipped to that particular location. I think it's a lot better to have everything in one spot, especially with if you have multiple accounts, the issues that you can run into trying to be signed into 
multiple AWS accounts at a single time if you have to correlate data between multiple different sources. Trying to have three AWS consoles open so I can look at logs from three different things in three different places is a much bigger hassle than having them all in one particular account where I can easily uh, see everything next to each other and also not have the overhead of running three different containers that have three different logins to AWS at the same time. I've noticed that can be a bit resource intensive on the, the browser. Yeah, I, I would generally um, agree with that vein solely for that reason. It's more convenient to have everything accessible within the one login, the one browser, as opposed to either having to open, like, say, multiple private browsers, multiple browser containers, uh, anything like that to compare data uh, across account for different resources, pending what might be trying to communicate with what else. Great. Uh, I guess, is there any other topics you guys maybe had in mind um, just regarding logging or any general thoughts? Um, the only other one I have in mind is really like, you know, uh, a failure destination. Um, something I think that's good to keep in mind is in the event that, yeah, your primary solution, if that was to fail, um, there needs, a log should still be deliverable. So in the event like where maybe there's an issue with um, Elasticsearch, um, or perhaps like your your uh, your indexer, um, if you're using like Kinesis data streams or a data fire hose, if there's an event that that data cannot be written to your primary destination, uh, I think it's always a good idea to have a backup destination in mind. And I know that S3 can just be used um, in order to be uh, to have like a, just just object storage for that data overall for for archival purposes um, and later ingestion. Um, back into your primary stream. Um, so I know that is something that I had to do recently, which was kind of retroactively stuff data from um, of the backup destination into our primary destination. Um, but uh, just in the event that something like that happens, I think it's a good, a good idea to design a solution with a backup in mind. I think that's going to come down to whatever your primary solution is expected uptime versus actual downtime is and what your budgeting looks like, because a lot of these services can get expensive. Um, just storing the data, constantly um, sending out the information, the bandwidth uh, will build up, obviously, pending the size of your network and what you're trying to send. Certainly. If budgeting's not an issue, then having multiple services available that you just say we take a single output and send it to two other services, chances are your bill is going to roughly double pending the cost. But at the same time, if those services typically never have any downtime, what what would the reason be? Certainly. Um, I do, however, favor maybe having some sort of localized on-site solution that's able to store recent data rather than everything as a whole so maybe something that's able to keep like the last month or two worth of logs and then either compresses and archives or just rotates it out would be yeah. a generally fine solution you're then not necessarily having to worry about constantly sending off to another provider 
um, yeah. while still retaining, at least in the case of an emergency, chances are you need something more recent than historic. Mm -hmm. And I know with an on-site solution, that can also be out of network. Like say, if you're writing from Am uh, Amazon, that could potentially be costly. If you're sending a lot of data out of the network, there'd be transfer charges. Um, That's fair. Back on site or something like that. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's definitely something good to keep in mind. And if a budget allows and the cost of your data is worthwhile being backed up somewhere that's easily accessible, um, you know, there, there definitely needs to be a conversation there. And, um, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, within a company, uh, you would, you would know whether or not that, that make, if that design makes sense. Um, but yeah, definitely a good topic to bring up as well. Um, I know based on, uh, previous roles that I've had, I just kind of, as a best practice, always support no matter how reliable the primary solution is there always needs to be some form of of backup because disasters can happen no matter how good a service is there's always the potential for something to be lost and if if it's data that cannot be lost then the budget always needs to have something in place as a backup if it's just something you're looking for in terms of you know, it'd be nice to have this data, but it's not absolutely required, then relying on a single source can be okay. But if it is data that cannot be lost, then you you have to design some form of backup just in case the, you know, any number of uh, completely unforeseen disasters or acts of God that can happen, there there should always be some place else that you can store, get access to that data, even if you're just dumping raw logs into an S3 bucket so that at a later point when things are working again, you can then ship those logs off to your primary. But I've seen enough situations where backups were either considered to be too expensive or weren't um adequately discussed or considered beforehand and when the unthinkable happens it can be an absolute nightmare and disaster yes and i think yeah definitely should be a part of your dr strategy um logs should certainly be a part of that and i think as well um for like environments where you have you know a dev or test versus your prod environment maybe maybe your dev and test logs those don't necessarily matter as much in the dr logging strategy whereas you still need stuff from production exactly um, yeah but but we are running here at the top of the, or well at, you know, to our 30 minute mark um is there anything that anybody else wants to add before we um before we close No, I think I, I got out everything I was interested in saying. I did as well. Great. Same here as well. Uh, so, yeah. Um, thanks for joining here. And, uh, yeah, I do appreciate that. Joe, do you have any closing remarks? No, I'm good. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, everyone.